very much looking forward to this episode, episode six of High Performance Survival. And uh, um, again, again, just kind of refreshing for all of you. Six weeks ago, I kind of started penning some thoughts about the importance of us all being able to kind of have a high performance survival mindset at the moment. First and foremost, make sure we extend the care to ourselves that we need, make sure that we give ourselves the best chance of getting through this um, in, in the best shape possible. Um, for the majority of us as well, you know, there, there's a real opportunity here to learn about how taking care of ourselves really does make a difference when the pressure really is on and we're not sure about what the future is going to look like or when things will become much more back into our control. So uh, it's been great hearing from the various leaders that we've had the chance to speak with over the previous six weeks and uh, uh, looking forward to getting Simon's insight. So um, Simon, um, Simon Swallow, CEO of Ship Owners, another one of the Planet K2 customers. So uh, we have a great range of uh, amazing people across a lot of different sectors who we get to support. And uh, so we're very much looking forward to uh, getting some insights from Simon in his sector and, and, and his world from uh, Ship Owners. So Simon, welcome. Thank you very much for your time on a Friday afternoon. And I, I guess to you know let the audience first and foremost get a little bit of insight about you and Ship Owners and um, what what you do, uh, and then we'll roll into a bit of a conversation about what you're learning from uh, this whole period. Okay, uh, yeah, thanks, Chris, and uh, good morning, everybody. And I, typically, isn't it? The neighbours started his noisy uh, lawnmower just as I start. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, um, you can hear me. All right, everyone seems to be competing where I live with their quality of gardens, but. Uh, Anyway, uh, it's good to it's good to be with you. Um, yeah, Simon Swallow, uh, the CEO of the Ship Owners uh, Mutual Protection and Indemnity Association. Um, we're um, a marine insurance company insuring uh, ships ar around the world. We're a mutual, a traditional mutual style of insurance, a not-for-profit insurer. Uh, we insure uh, the liability of ship owners. Uh, we insure small, specialised commercial uh, vessels all around the world for their liabilities. So in the event that they have a collision or a pollute, uh, and of course the liability they have to their crews on board their ships, okay. which of course at the moment is a very, very sensitive issue. Um, we're very heavily involved in insuring ferries um, and, and turboats as well. And many of the turboats, of course, at the minute are all having challenging times well frankly just not working and as one turboat operator in say australia uh, ends their season um others in canada start and it's those that are starting now in canada aren't able to um so there is a challenge um a little bit about me um i joined the ship owners club in 1991 so i'm now in my 29th year um, uh, and I'd like to, you know, I'm, I'm not the old, um, oldest or the longest serving um, member of our team. We've got one chap who's in our Singapore office who's been with us 40, he's now in his 43rd year, having joined at the age of uh, 16. So, uh, right. something in the water, Chris, I think it is, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah. Joined as an underwriter, uh, underwriting risk, and then became the commercial director. And assumed the role of uh, CEO back in 2015, which was the year we marked our 160th wow. year, having been established in, um, in 1855. Mm -hmm. um, 
and we have we insure about 33,000 vessels around the world um, and that's made up of about 7,000 individual ship owners we call them our members mm -hmm. around the world and they are very much our clients and then we work very closely in our roles with insurance brokers there's a very large sector of marine insurance brokers um, and specialist marine brokers around the world we work with something like 600 of them and they are very much our we call them our business partners um, that we work closely with so this time is very important both in terms of maintaining our relationships with our members our customers but also our brokers who are our clients who bring us in the business so that's a little bit about us and what we do in my role yeah great well, but really interesting context about you know obviously the importance of relationships and that mutual that that sense of trust and support that's always there but also the longevity of ship owners and sort of thinking about that history certainly from the other people that we've spoken to ship owners is the long you know the, the oldest organization i think of the people that we've spoken to on these so far and i, th I think that brings an interesting additional leadership element to it doesn't it when you've kind of got all of that heritage behind you rather than perhaps a, a startup of, of recent um you know recent years that, that, that's quite interesting just getting a sense of that history and some of the responsibility that you and the board and the leadership team kind of have around about now as well yes yeah, it's, it's true um we spend a lot of time focusing on our history and our leg and our heritage um when we celebrated our 160th and then i think it was time then for us to stop we did a bit of a rebranding exercise and we said, look, you know, let's stop looking back. I know all organizations say this, and we're going to start looking forward. And let's start developing our own change program and let's develop our own strategies. And let's really look to move the company on now for the next 160 odd years. But notwithstanding that, you're absolutely right, because we have a we have a proud history and we've grown very much during that period of 160 plus years. We've we're now staff of around 160 people around around the world on our five locations but whenever we're sitting in in a, in a boardroom with our directors um there's always this little thing that comes into my own mind about what would our original founder in 1855 say today what would so i apply this thing he was his name was john bagwell holman a ship owner who was based down in topsham in Devon and and I think if he could see us today you know would he be proud with what we're doing that was certainly pre-COVID-19 yeah yeah so today what would he think would he think we're managing the situation well and uh, and fundamentally you know our aim is to look after our clients who are our members to pay their claims and to really support them and and offer them that support that they need during these very very difficult times yeah. but equally then extending that to our our own people yeah yeah and, and i think that that's always an interesting leadership balance the internal sort of um responsibility as well as the you know the customer responsibility and you know living the brand internally and externally and trying to keep those things the same is always really interesting and important yeah. and yeah I, I just listening to you as well thinking about those conversations with the other directors the board I, i'm just wondering has your day-to-day -day changed much in the last six weeks so if we kind of rewind two months you know what what was going on for you what would a typical day or week look like How, what does it look like now I'm, I'm just interested from you know ceo's perspective is, is this wildly different or you know what what's what's similar what's different um well i don't have to i don't have to choose a 
shirt and tie combination in the yeah. morning. Um, that's very strange, actually. I'm never quite sure when I'm sitting having certain meetings and I thought I'm talking to you and, and, and your many guests today. Should, yeah. I be, should I be putting a tie on for the occasion? Oh, no, no, I won't, I won't bother with that. But, and, and probably there's many people sitting, um, and I don't my colleagues sit at their desks wearing their shorts because yeah. they can't see them. And, you know, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Um, so, you know, the, it has changed. The morning commutes uh, is, is no longer there. But mm -hmm. um, what I, you know, very much my focus in the past anyway, you know, when I was coming to the office, on a regular basis was very much looking at our, focusing on our people, our customers, our strategy, driving the vision of the club that we've got, mm -hmm. um, uh, working on our core values that we have, and communication, communication with, with, with our board, all those sort of things. And, but so what I found, I could still do those. Uh, and, um, and it's just been it's been terrific. And and if at anything, you know, we find that um, whereas we were having, you know, occasional meetings and catch-ups with my fellow directors when we were in when we were working together in London and with our Singapore office and our Hong Kong office, etc., in Luxembourg and Greece, we're now doing it virtually and we're all there. Um, and it's terrific. And so at least twice a week, I get together with our, with our management board and we have catch-ups. Um, and, um, and it's working well. But it's, it really is working very well. Yeah. And, and um, is that likely to be retained sort of when, when we're able to move around? Do you, you think that same level of connection and frequency of connection is, is going to be maintained? Is it being valued that much by everyone that it's going to be something you hold on to? Well, I'd, I think we've got to be also a little bit careful. Um, my 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 wife, my dear wife, said to me, "Oh, we don't forget we got that quiz night on Saturday night," and my heart sunk, which it shouldn't do. I should be because we're all sort of going a bit of this communication overload at the minute. We uh, we're feeling we want to be in touch with everybody all the time, and it is wonderful that we can. We have the capabilities of it. Yeah. And tonight, actually, I I excuse myself from a, a drink, a virtual drink with the lads. Because I said, look, you know, I've got Zoom fatigue. Um, and the, way, the reason I say that, however great this communication, this mode of communication is, I do sense sometimes we're spending almost too much time on our, on our systems and our computers talking to people uh, uh, for great length. And I accuse one of my colleagues today of trying to collect, as you collect air miles as a frequent flyer, yeah. And he's trying to collect his Zoom miles by having these very long Zoom conversations. And we now have a league table, which has been presented to us by our IT department, that shows, you know, the biggest uh, Zoom user. But it's still terrific, and it, and it works really well, and we can keep in contact. And there's no doubt, I'm sure, that um, when we get back to our uh, offices, and we will, things will be very, very different. And we will need to do things differently. And we've, we've, we're all learning the benefits of this fantastic technology. Mm. Um, and yesterday evening, or early, uh, late, uh, late afternoon, um, we hooked in with, we being myself, our underwriting director, um, and various other colleagues, we hooked in with one of our main producing uh, insurance brokers with whom we work. That's the intermediary yeah, yeah. between a ship owner and ourselves, and based in Genoa in Italy. 
Right. And there was, I would suggest, maybe 10 of them and 10 of us. And uh, we met and we all, some of us shared a glass of wine together, but we had a great opportunity to engage and talk and discuss things. There's got to be some disciplines about muting and then, you yeah. know, otherwise it gets chaotic. But, and we actually said, look, this is, we've never done this before. We didn't do this prior to COVID-19. This is something now we can really take forward and do more of because it's a great way of bringing not just me as the CEO or our directors to you yeah. because we fly and see you on a plane. I can bring other colleagues, mm. our, our assistants, our trainees, our people, our under, young underwriters and young claims handlers. We can get them really involved in the process. And that's been terrific and really working as a team together. So I think yeah. that will change. Nice, nice to cut, you know... <laughs> As you say, there's the Zoom fatigue where we're, you know, is very different just engaging like this because you don't necessarily get all of that energy back from you know, the other people that you'd interact with. But you know, there there is the upside of that ability for people to get to know each other and the relationships become stronger and in a mutual that kind of feels like I guess pretty pretty genuine. I'm interested in a couple of things that you said as well that you know, one the Zoom fatigue, two the kind of morning commute going, and and I'm just interested in your energy levels. Have you have you noticed anything different in, you know, how your energy levels are about work or how they are through the day? Has has has, has anything changed for you energy wise, just as a person? Yeah, yeah, very much so, very much so. Um, and I don't think I'm any different to any one of my colleagues. Um, I hasten to add that. One thing that I think is actually very, very important for all of us in a leadership role is to really think about our colleagues, particularly those who are on their own at the mm. minute. Um, it's, I'm blessed. I have a wonderful wife and, and my son's here with us and I have yeah. a garden and I've got colleagues equally who are on their own during this lockdown period in a flat and, and, and they're the ones we've got to really think about. But in terms of my own energy levels, it seems to be a little bit cliched, I suppose, to say that... Um, uh, you know, I, I I have read a lot of, you know, we've been continually bombarded from what we should and shouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah. But I have listened to it and I am doing a lot of what we are being told. And it is so, so important. I'm very lucky. I have this little office and this is my workspace. I don't go anywhere else. I don't. Uh, yesterday, I must confess, uh, I did take myself into the garden briefly to read some papers. I didn't leave my computer and I wanted time away from the screen. Yeah. And so that when I sat in the garden because the weather's beautiful, why wouldn't we, you know? But generally this is my workspace. I I get up at the same time. No, I lie, I've allowed myself half an hour lying. Instead yeah. of getting up at six, I get up about half past six. And then I try and do the equivalent of my walk to the station every morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and in fact I'm doing longer. I'm out for about 40 minutes. This morning I had a I had a and run but you know i try and do some exercise yeah yeah and then i plonk myself down in here and uh, um and so i think that's so so important but taking time away um i it was strange yesterday uh, and i saw many people use skype we use skype a lot and i skyped a colleague and you know as you do and mm. it rings it rings and I'm going, oh, no, 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 don't answer it. Don't worry. It's wrong four or five times. Yeah. They're going to stay in a panic. I can hear my Skype phoning and I'm not at my computer. So I quickly end the call and write, don't worry. I was just checking you're okay. 
Um, and sure enough, immediately they phoned back, almost apologizing. I'm so sorry, you couldn't get hold of me. I said, it doesn't matter. If I walk down the office to see you and you're not at your desk, yeah. I'm not going to say, where are you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's this whole different mentality. People get Working remotely is fantastic what people do. They really, they really get concerned about, I'm not at my desk. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we've had we've had the same as well. You know, with sort of people feeling just like you know, there's devices just constantly demanding their attention throughout the whole day now. You know, because we're not just doing that wandering around. You know, we 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 work from home anyway. But you know, there's just been more emphasis of more communication and more checking in, and you know, it's it's all of that as well as the the needs to feel present. And you know, and I, I, and, I, and I'm wondering, you know, the the, the, the staying connected in that sense of, you know, um, I need to respond, I need to be responsive. Have, have you been able to sort of do anything for the, for the teams that you're leading, for the people that you're leading in terms of expectations or in terms of, you know, making sure that everyone is kind of finding their way and communicating in, a, in an efficient manner rather than sort of just over-communicating? Yeah, um, yes. Um, I suppose linking that to some of my own frustrations um, and my energy levels, and I mm -hmm. told you what I'm trying to do. By the way, I do get very low days as well. I mean, yeah, yeah, not yeah. low. I mean, it's like this. You know, it's 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 up and down, and and I think we all get like that. And while the sun's shining, it really helps. And next week it's going to be interesting, isn't it? As the weather changes, we're going to get some grey days and, and a mm -hmm. bit of rain, which we need for our gardens, but. You know that could affect mood swings a little bit as well yeah. next week you've got to be mindful too and um and i think so keeping your energy levels high is so so important but um i one of the one of the things i'm absolutely blessed with and why i so like being in london and being in our office is that i'm a bit of a pain in the neck i'm sure because i'm not very good at sitting behind my desk right i i'm i'm this isn't me what mm. You know, I'm I'm not very good at report writing. As I'm sure my colleagues will tell me. Thank goodness I surround myself with brilliant people who are very good at doing that. Um, I like to be with our customers. I like to be with our people, and I like to walk around and meet my colleagues. I like to, uh, you know, find out how they're getting on and what more we can do for them. And you know, and to be interested in what they're doing and to really reward their performance. Yeah, yeah. You know, with our performance charter and really. And you know, really, and also stand on issues where I'm concerned about things. And yeah, that's great. And I'm finding it very frustrating in the moment that I can't do that. You can't talk to everybody, however much you want to. And so, you know, it's so so important that delegation to our managers um, and our heads of department who have teams and to give them the support in doing that. And um, and I'm, you know, so far I've been absolutely thrilled with the amount of time they are in individually taking to speak to their colleagues yeah. and they have weekly team meetings or twice weekly team meetings with their colleagues yeah and sharing information so. yeah it's, it's interesting hearing you talk about the performance charter and also being sensitive to how things are changing around people and how they're going to do so and I, and I, and I wonder you know when 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 we are back to working normally to what extent if we're in an office space are people going to be looking you know the weather's a bit bad this week we should expect a bit of a slump in the office what are we going to do to make sure that you know everyone's kind of feeling the best they can when it's not great out yeah i wonder whether we'll be more sensitive to those things when it's you know in the shared space together rather than being aware of it when we're on our own so i think i think you know there's 
it, do, it does raise a lot of thoughts here about, you know, to what extent can we really help people feel supported and fit for purpose, as well as accepting some of those kind of natural ups and downs in the knowledge that they're still good enough. You can have yeah. a still be in, you can still be really valuable to us. It doesn't mean you become completely inept straight away. I, I just, yeah, yeah, it's true. And, and I'm sure, I mean, everyone within our organisation, at whatever level, at whatever they're doing, um, is hugely valued and hugely valued. And I know without question there will be people in, um, in our office who will be thinking, well, I'm not really that busy. I'm not as busy as I would like to be, but they are all, insofar as we're concerned, continue to fulfill an essential function for, for us. And we have uh, not furloughed anybody. We have no plans to furlough anybody. We don't wish to do that. We don't think it's right to do that in our current position. And um, and everyone at the minute has a very, very important role to play. Some are busier than others. And I'm conscious equally of those that are less busy and making sure that they are they feel supported during this time as well. Um, and so, yeah, I just, we're, we're doing the usual stuff. I'm sure everyone has told you that you've been talking to. We are making sure people are comfortable at their, in their, at their desks, at their workstations. If not, yeah, yeah. we will make sure we try and send them out what they need to have to try and make their workstations as comfortable as possible. But generally, people have been really good about it. And I tell you, you know, a shout out to our IT team. And I'm sure that every organization will be saying the same. Yeah. And it was only about a year ago, I think our head of IT said to me, look, you know, we really need the ability for everybody to work remotely. Uh, we need to upgrade. We need to have everyone with the laptop. And I probably scoffed at the time thinking this is going to cost a lot of money. But my word, thank goodness we did. You know, yeah. we now have the, the tools and the ability for people to work and to feel connected. So um, um, and we're, we're, we're blessed with that. We've had... We've had problems and teething issues along the way, but you know, generally it's, uh, as I say, going very well. Yeah, and, and you know, I, th I think as as a as a nation, we've started appreciating lots of key workers in lots of different ways. But even within organisations, you give that example of the IT department and the value that they're bringing. You know, oh. typically when we go into organisations, IT is typically something that comes up as you know. Yeah, maybe systems aren't up to up to date or it's not as responsive as it might be it's always felt like it's a bit of interference but now it's kind of well it's in a kind of a hero mode having demonstrated just how brilliant they are at being able to kind of work in an agile way really quickly respond to stuff and it's, it's just nice to see some of that the value being appreciated all round as well i think and yeah. we're seeing some of that happen. yeah every, everybody everybody and um you know we've got our you know, our receptionists who would normally be, you know, meeting and greeting our clients to us, to me personally, it's one of the most important roles in the organisation, the face of the company as people walk through the door um, and receiving telephone calls on a regular basis. And that is drying up. Obviously, you know, you're not, we haven't got the visitors and we, we're not really getting the phone calls as much. But notwithstanding that, what they're doing, the support they're giving in other ways, and it's important that you know they are equally given roles to perform and mm. um, and jobs to do, and uh, and they are, and they're really performing admirably. So it's not just the frontline people who are great, um, the underwriters, the claims handlers, and uh, it, it's everyone. Um, uh, you know the finance team, and I think you know when it comes to our industry as well, and people gen you know genuinely will be struggling to pay their premiums and. Mm -hmm. 
therefore we need to make sure our credit control people have all the support they need in in talking to our clients and trying to show and offer as much empathy as we can uh, in, in terms of premium receipt, uh, premiums getting in. So yeah. There's a lot to think about, um, but I've been really proud with everybody in their roles they're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think it is. It's it's great where. Again, I think in the past we may have seen in organisations you kind of feel some of that friction that might exist, and it feels like you know, you know, sales and marketing don't get on brilliantly or whatever. But actually, it now feels like you know, there's much more. Actually, we're all part of the same organisation. It's not an internal struggle; it's a collective response. And again, just some of the tightening of the relationships to step into a situation together as well just kind of reminds everyone of, you know, well, actually, we are all part of the same system, and you know, yeah. But what we're doing, actually, Chris, what we're trying to do, um, and I'd like to take credit for this, but I can't because it, <laughs> it was a terrific idea from our, our marketing team who also are looking after our internal communications. You know, external comms is, is key. We do a huge amount of external comms, but we really tried to beef up internal comms. Um, I give a weekly newsletter uh, to the staff if I can. I'm not sure I want to get one done this week, but... and. And it's just really more about me and how I'm getting on and what I'm feeling and my highs and my lows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they can choose to read it or not, and uh, it really is up to up to my colleagues. Um, but but the marketing team had a great idea. They said, you know, we've got all these cross-functional roles, whether it's our actuaries and the role they play, a simple role they play, our human resources team, our finance team, our loss prevention team. You have ship surveyors who work with us, our claims team, our IT team, and underwriters, etc. I could go on. I probably missed someone. They're going to upset now. But what are they all doing? You know, what, what, what are they doing? What are their roles? What's happening in their roles in this current situation? I work in finance, for example. Maybe I'm thinking, but what's so-and-so doing in IT or what's so-and-so doing in, 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 in loss prevention? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to get those heads of department to do you know, share information. Uh, and I think that's actually going to be um, uh, very, very useful. Yeah, yeah. I've just got a comment come up saying that we do read it and they're enjoying it. So you've got, you've got, you've got. Ah, oh, colleague. Thank <laughs> goodness. There is someone here who knows me. Thank goodness for yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. So that's all good. So you get getting some good feedbacks. Keep going. And, and yeah, I, yeah I, think, I think that proactivity, that togetherness and tightening that is, is, is really great as well. And, and again, as, as you were sort of saying, you're reflecting on how you're doing in the highs and the lows, and you mentioned that earlier. I, I was just wondering, from a performance point of view, when you've kind of gone through the highs and then you energy-wise in a bit of a low as well, how productive do you still feel you're being, even when you're not having your good days? Because, because it's re- I, I always find that really interesting about well, what what are the low levels like, but what are you still managing to get done? Because it, you know, it, it's often not a sort of straight relationship. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm appallingly bad at, um, uh, uh, I'm certainly not what you call a complete finisher um, or a monitor evaluator. Um, you know, all these building courses yeah, that people yeah. do or Myers-Briggs. I'm more a, um, you know, I like to get out there and drive the business and meet the mm-hmm. clients. And as, as, as my wife would tell you, the thing that she's enjoying at the moment, Chris, is, is seeing more of me because I'm regularly um, burning up the old air miles and not doing much for my carbon footprint. So I haven't been, I haven't been doing that. And um, and it's something obviously I enjoy. I enjoy very much indeed. And 
when I'm doing that, my energy levels are very, very high. Mm. Uh, I absolutely love it. I come down with a terrific thump when I return because I've been sort of running on that adrenaline while I've been traveling. Yeah. yeah. Therefore, for me, uh, getting my adrenaline levels up, sitting at my desk all day long is a challenge. And I would always take off the top of the pile, the job I like doing the most. And I, all the other things I should be getting on with, I put to one side. But, um, but my energy levels at the end of the day um, very much depend on what I've been doing. Okay. Um, talking to people to me is the most important thing. And I realise sometimes I haven't answered all these emails that I've got, but it's because I spend a lot of my time um, just catching up with people and making sure they are okay and our customers are okay. So that to me is a good day. Yeah. But certainly when you know, you're feeling a little bit and how long is this going to go on for, it's, it can be tough, but you, you bounce off others though and you gain energy from others who are feeling positive and that's great, you know, and be open and be honest about it as well. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was just, as you're talking, I was just thinking back to some of the sort of Olympic stuff and, you know, having been lucky enough to sort of see Steve Redgrave around at the end of his rowing career and he'd always talk about on his worst day, he wanted to be good enough to beat anyone else in the rest of the world, you know, and, and, and I wonder just generally whether people realise how good they are even on not a good day, you know, given the experience that we've got, the, you know, the careers we've had, all of the sort of knowledge and expertise that's there, you know, even on a bad day, look at how good we still are. It just doesn't feel as easy or it doesn't feel as kind of naturally rewarding as well. So I think at the moment, rolling with the ups and downs and realising that actually, you know, there's still good quality stuff going on. I just need to extend a little bit more care to myself if I'm not feeling so good. You know, I think it's, it's, it's less about the outcome, more about, you know, how I'm feeling and looking after myself so I can keep, you know, doing something yeah. really of value. Um, yeah, I agree. And I'll and I tell you, it is good when you get the feedback, you get feedback from your clients and your, you know, the various um, partners, the brokers that we work with, and you get feedback, they say, we haven't seen a drop in your service. Um, and in fact, that's interesting because yeah. okay. we've got, um, I said we haven't seen a drop in service, despite the fact that individual may actually have been having a bad day. Yeah. Oh, crikey, this is good. And, yeah. and, and actually on that point, I think it's important that, you know, um, I've got colleagues, for example, who are looking after our, I mentioned it earlier on at the beginning, actually, our Canadian portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing, it concerns me a little bit, but I can fully understand it on the other hand, you know, their whole work pattern is almost changing. And I'm getting comments back from our Canadians saying, the service we're getting from, from you has been fantastic. Your colleagues has been fantastic. But I know why it is, because probably during, you know, they work a different time zone there. Yeah, because they yeah. can, because they're at home. And it does concern me a little bit, perhaps in the evening where, you know, you and I may be drinking a beer at sort of eight o'clock in the evening, enjoying the, the, yeah. the evening sunshine they're sending emails because they're working the Canadian hours and the yeah. Canadian time because they can and they are. So I do think we need to be careful a little bit and exercise a little bit of discipline there because when we come back to London and come back to the office, those it's going to be very, very different the way we are working or, or will it be? I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and you know, that, that's what I'm interested as well. In, you know, how, how many, how are people starting to make plans for transitioning back? You know, we're not quite sure when it's going to be yet, but inevitably there is going to be some kind of transition back as well. And it just makes, you know, I've, I've started wondering what's the best way for people to do that because it's not just going to be switch back on and drop back in and then we kind of pick up. I, yeah, what, what, what thoughts have you been having on sort of the, the, the transition? Well, I've, 
Uh, we're blessed with a very good HR team, and I talk to them about it, and they know very much that we need to have a, we need to have a strategy for when we are back. We need to have a, a returning to the office strategy. Um, so much will depend on what we we um, are permitted to do in terms yes, of numbers. Yes. I imagine it's going to be um, uh, a reduced number coming in, uh, the first wave, as they say. There was even talk, wasn't there, about us oldies, not you, by the way, because <laughs> me as an oldie, not being allowed to go into the office, and it's going to be all the young ones coming in first and yeah. getting things up and running again, which is fine as far as I'm concerned, um, because we'll still have the ability to do this. Um, but we need to have that strategy in place because for us to think we're all going to come in on that Monday morning and it's business as usual. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah. And only a few months ago, actually, well, the latter part of last year, um, we introduced, um, well, we've always had a degree of flexible working, but we actually, you know, issued a clear policy on what our flexible working strategy is. Um, but now, I mean, <laughs> What do you mean? You said I can't work from home. You know, I'm showing you I can. You know? yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and I can be more efficient. So yeah. we've, yeah. we've, we've heard good stories of that, whereby which you know people have people have asked for years to work from home, and they've you know they've been met with no, it can't possibly happen. You can't do that. And surprise, surprise, you know, it <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, we we learn a lot from you in that regard because you've been only ever doing that within K2. So I think uh, um, you've, so, you've demonstrated to us that it's very much possible and it works really well. And I think we are no different. But I'm sure there'll be many in our sector, in all industries, will be suddenly looking around their large offices, for which we're all paying quite a lot of money for in London, and saying, hmm, you know, do we, do we need all this space? And, yeah, uh, well, you know, yeah. And, and to be honest, that was always one of our philosophies as well, as you know, we, we, we could do the, um, you know, the getting our own offices, but we'd simply be passing the overheads on to customers. You know, yeah. and 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 therefore, where when you're setting up and you're getting going, sort of being able to deliver value and really demonstrate that, and not needing to build in more costs to cover than you need to, it was it was you know for us it made much more sense mm -hmm. and allowed us to focus on performance. Yes, and and, and not you know the. Yeah, the, the pursuit of the vanity of perhaps a, a nice set of offices for us as well. That you know, that, yeah. that, that was an important part of it as well. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, I must say though, I mean, let's we're you know we're very positive. Um, yeah. I'm thrilled with the team, the way it's all going. But you know, my word, let's be clear. You know, we 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 can't wait to get back. We can't wait to get back with our colleagues. We can't wait to sit in Prata Monge or whatever it is and grab a coffee with our with our clients, with our colleagues, with our friends, and uh, share a beer with them after work. And it's concerning me actually, all the amount of amount of sort of birthday parties and events we're deferring until when they're all back. Thinking thinking about sort of going back, Simon, and thinking about what you've been learning. Is is there anything personally that you want to keep doing that has been a good habit you've got into here, or anything that you're kind of sort of interested in you know keeping hold of as a transition for you to you know uh, keep the performance focus in a way that's been felt helpful for you at the moment oh there's been some fantastic things from this period uh, yeah. let's let's not i mean there's been some horrific news uh, mm. but there's also been some fantastic things and uh, um there really has um and to me personally it's um 
I never really slow down, but it is slowing down. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, and it's being able to reflect more, to take time, mm -hmm. to stop and think uh, instead of running at 100 miles an hour because you don't need to. Yeah. Um, there was that lovely expression um, I was told, what was it, the other day, I, I made a note to remind myself what it is. Um, uh, slowing down, you know, make haste slowly, I think is the term yeah. I heard, which I thought was a lovely one. So that is definitely something, Chris. I do tend to sort of rush in and, uh, and sort of, I need to take more time. I have truly valued time with the family, with my wife, and, uh, and realise how important that is. Um, I've, I've, one thing that I think is, it sounds a bit soppy, but to, to me it's just been great, is, is, is what I'm looking at outside now and our natural world around us, yeah. which I've taken for granted. Um, the clean air, which we're enjoying at the minute, the yeah. third song, which is more pronounced than ever before, um, uh, the beauty all around us, it, you, you feed off that. It makes you feel good. It mm -hmm. makes you feel great. And uh, so that's what I want to try and really focus on. And, and I suppose fundamentally realising I don't need to jump on that plane all the time. Of course, I'm going to do a lot of that because I always will and it's what I enjoy doing and it's so, so important, the face-to-face. -face. But... You know, the other week we had a very, very successful audit and risk meeting, um, which would traditionally always be held in our head office, which is based in Luxembourg. Mm -hmm. And it's chaired by a lady from Christchurch, New Zealand. Right, okay. We fly all the way from Christchurch, New Zealand, to join and chair our meeting. Mm. We had an extremely successful uh, Zoom uh, audit and risk meeting. Yeah. Um, lasted three hours or so, but it was fine. And think of what that's done for us, for our planet, for our client, for the costs and savings, and, and it works. So we will stop and think occasionally, do I actually need to make that trip? Yeah. 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 I, and, you know, the, it's, it's interesting because there's so much stuff around the self-care about mindfulness and being mindful. So you mentioned the bird song and nature, and, you know, there's a lot that sort of says, you know, be mindful. But actually, we're, we're just being mindful about choices, I think, aren't we? And rather yeah. than mindlessly carrying on, there's that, yeah. there's that mindful piece which comes with it. And I think that's, you know, re really great to hear that, that, in, you know, and repeatedly as you've been talking, you know, as, as I do, you know, my, my head's going back to Tim Galway's equation of performance equals potential minus interference. And there's some really nice stuff where it, well, actually some interference has been reduced or, or sort of, you know, and, and got rid of and some potential has been elevated. There might've been a little bit new, of new interference and some new potential that's needed to grow, but actually just, you know, the, there's been a nice rebalancing of that equation in the current circumstances, which allows us to thought, sort of think about, actually, when we go back, that interference doesn't need to come back in. Correct. Or, or that, yeah, and and it, that, that mindfulness, I think, is, is, is really clear. And, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been great to hear your reflections personally and professionally. And, you know, that's, that, there's been some great stuff sparking off in my head. So it's sort of huge thanks to you for sort of sharing that. Any, any other thoughts you want to share just before we sort of finish up? Um... No, no, I mean, not really. I mean, you come on to these things and you feel you're going to, you know, share great insights um, and as a leader. Um, but you realise, of course, that and I think as any leader, they're not, we're not able to lead as we like to. We like to, you know, some, I suppose, are very introverted and they like to just sit behind their computers and they're quite happy. Uh, for me personally, this has been a struggle because I've, 
don't like sitting at my desk all day long. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, I've had to really, you know, um, adapt uh, and make changes. And but it's been good, and that that has been a good lesson for me. Yeah. Uh, as I said, the slow down element. But fundamentally, just being blessed by the people around you and having some tremendous colleagues that I work with, um, and we're all in this together. Um, just remember that. You know, it will end. Um, we will be back together again. Things may be very different. Um, the way we work, the way we integrate, whether or not we are able to shake hands again remains to be seen. But yeah, and appreciate all that's around you. So um, um, it's going to be interesting when we're told we can all go back. Yeah. How we're actually going to feel yeah absolutely absolutely no really 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 great points thank you thank you for sort of the openness that you've shared with as well and sort of another great opportunity for people to listen in to someone who's used who's, who's sort of you know leading something of significance here but taking care of themselves and taking care of their people so huge thanks to you for that as well and, and you know really pleased to have had that focus this week with simon next week we're moving um into uh, a different performance environment. So next week it's going to be Brendan Purcell, who's the performance director of the British rowing team. So uh, going to be really interested in picking his brains about, you know, the last few weeks from the announcement of the Olympics being postponed, how have they been dealing with that as an organisation and how has he as the performance director been working with his coaches who are very used to cycling up and down a towpath every day and following their athletes. They're in a totally different place now in terms of how they can coach all of their athletes who are now on rowing machines uh, every day rather than out on the water so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get some great human performance learning from there as well which will build on Simon's great stuff today but uh, um, that's it for today folks um, sign up if you're interested in next week keep supporting these they're all going on the performance room as well if you want to catch up on any that you've lost thank you so much for being here as well um, and uh, Guido thank you very much uh, that was uh, thank you for uh, the comment that you've got there as well, as well as Tara. Um, we look forward to seeing you next week, folks, for those who can join us. And, and, in, and uh, indeed, as always, stay safe and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you very much, Simon. Thank you so much. Sir. Pleasure. Thank you so much, Chris. Take care now. Bye all.